Good morning. You're listening to FordAily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is John McGrath, the former executive director of Install. John, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much, Brother Kemp. I know you retired the first of the month, but I wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the highlights of your career. First stall, the International Standards and Training Alliance. When it comes to floor covering installers, there's really two organizations that over the long term have been key to focusing on training. And on the union side, it's been install. And on the non-union side, it's been CFI. I know that's probably an oversimplification. And John, you were there for what, about 25 years, right? The install started 2001. And prior to that, it was the International Labor Management Lower and Wall Committee. From the beginning, it is 25 years, yes. Tell us a little bit about on the union side, I guess there was the resilient side. There was the carpenter side. Tell us a little bit about that background. Back in 1940, there was an agreement as labor was getting to come in organized floor covering. There was the carpenters and the, the allied trades more simply say the painters, because they're the right. most predominant trade within the allied trades. There was an agreement that east of the Mississippi, floor covers would be represented by the carpenters, and west of the Mississippi, they'd be represented by the painters. And so that was in, in place up until the late 90s, and reading the market, observing the performance, and also addressing the needs of the industry, the carpenters abrogated that agreement. And so ever since the late 90s, the carpenters have been unfettered in our scope of where we want to bring our benefits to the industry. And so we've been branching out west. So that would be the only main denomination. After that, we'd like to bring our value and our capabilities and resources Anything goes on the floor, we're happy to help out in that situation. All right. So you've been extremely active, and uh, just want to ask you, what a couple, what are a couple of your highlights, uh, your main achievements over that period? I, I'm uncomfortable with my main achievements because yeah. I just basically tried to do the best that I could. I was in a wonderful position, and in my position, I was able to meet and and learn from so many people, and in turn we've collaborated. If anything, the thing that I've enjoyed the most, and I think the thing that is our biggest benefit, that value proposition that we provide, is that there is not a situation within floor covering that install is not able to help bring solutions to based on our ability and propensity to collaborate with anyone in the industry whether it's mm-hmm. manufacturers, definitely our core is labor management collaboration, and then specifiers and customers. Because of the commitment that we make to each other, we have the resources to provide any solution that anybody in floor covering needs. Somebody wrote, and I was wondering if you'd written this, that, let me read it real quick, floor coverers are artists with muscles, and the floor is yeah, our palate. Is that you? Yeah, we literally work on our knees, which inserts a certain humility in our lives. I think that's fantastic. Craftsman, right? I'm a floor cover. I've had a a winding path and a wonderful path, but I'm a floor cover. And that was how I fed my family, and that's how uh, I've made my living. I've learned a lot from people that I've, I've crossed paths. Entrepreneurs, 
impressed the hell out of me. So uh, uh, manufacturers, media, bright, courageous, intelligent people crossing paths and meeting floor covers across the country. I always felt I was home talking to them. And that's what I do believe with floor covering as opposed to other trades. We are both a basic trade where it's a very physical trade, but we're a finished trade. If, if that seam is open 164th of an inch, you messed up. So, I mean, that's how precise we need to be. And our, our materials are 500-pound pieces of carpet or 300-pound pieces of rolled goods. And, and the thing I used to say about floor covering is just to be a floor cover, just to be in the position to be a floor cover, you have to do something that 90% of the people couldn't do, which is be on your knees all day. It's not the job. That's being in position to do the job. And then lastly, because of what I've seen with the talent, you know, floor covers are humble. And I think it has to do because of the physical situation that we're on our knees. All floor covers are humbles to an extent that humility, it belies the fact that it takes such talent, it takes such physical ability, and we make good money. You know, people tend to, because we're down the ground, they'll look down on us, but the floor covers generally make as much money as anybody else on that job site and more than most others. While they're looking at us while we're on our knees, we're making more money than them. I was just lucky. You know, I was just so lucky that I got into the trade. Well, let me insert the first common bond between the two of us. I think you probably recall, you reached out and you said, I want to come see you. You came to Chattanooga and we got up before sunrise and took a run, right? Yes, that's right. I really enjoyed it. It was tough for me to keep up with you. I got to, I got to admit that. That was 15 years ago, I think. Anyway, you've done a lot. You've made your mark. And I'm just curious, uh, why are you retiring? Uh, In all honesty, Kemp, I've spent a lot of years traveling. I've spent a lot of my soul helping people. And the whole time, I have a family. A lot of the best things that I've had, I've given to other people besides my family. And I want to retire young enough and capable enough that I can still give some of the best things that I have and share them with my family. So that's the main reason why I'm retiring. So what are you going to do next? You couldn't plan this out any better. But my last day of working, officially working, collecting a paycheck and such was November 30th. So that was my last day of working. That was also my first day of becoming a grandfather. Okay. Yeah. The number one thing I'm going to be doing is focusing my time and whatever value I have on my grandson, Grady. So uh, I'm, I'm, that's, that's the easiest answer for what I'm going to do. Okay. You know, usually the baby will, will name the granddad. What do you hope to be? What's your name going to be? Well, as you said, it's going to be whatever the baby says, but I'm very comfortable <laughs> with Pop. Okay. Yeah, pop right. or Pop Pop, right. whatever, whatever. But it, it, really, I'm going to roll whenever he starts to talk and whatever he starts referring me to, that's going to be my uh, most prized title. All right. So who's the replacement for John McGrath at install? David Gross is the install director. And I knew I was going to retire a few years ago. And so I've been working on building up the next generation of leadership for install. David had always been one of those guys. In the last six, seven months, that's when they've started to do through the evaluation process. 
and David really shined. Very intelligent. He's got technical skills. I'm very pleased that David was chosen to replace me. Well, I'm not, I haven't met David, but he's got big shoes to fill. So you've done a great job. I just wanted to say goodbye to you here with my listeners. Again, I've been talking to John McGrath, the retiring executive director of Install, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.